0: Do you want to hear the greatest story?
1: Yeah, I do. I went and saw Neil Finn a couple of years ago and he goes, anyone here like to get up on stage and play piano with me? This guy outside goes, oh yeah, I'll have go. So he gets him up. Yes. And then he goes, have you ever played piano before? And he goes, oh, nah. <laughs> he goes, oh, well, do you know where a C is? He goes, nah. He goes, oh, well, that one there, that's a C. Just keep pressing that one. <laughs> <laughs> just keep pressing that
0: one. <laughs> oh, my God. Bon Jovi sound checking.
1: we got to see this. But then we hear a um, guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah. It was John. And he goes, the kids can stay. We're like, oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny.
2: It was a small theatre. And we went upstairs and there was a photo of Dire Straits who mm. did their very first rock palace there in 1982. Oh, wow. Which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. How's it going? How are you doing in Melbourne or Sydney, Queensland, wherever you're listening, uh, Australia, international? Hey. If you are an international listener, please hit me up. That would blow my mind. Oh man, what's going on? I'm trying to keep warm. It's a cold day here in Melbourne. I went down to Target and bought myself a $15 room heater, so uh, the Siriani Studios is nice and toasty at the moment, which is nice. Thanks to everyone who listened to episode 50 last week with Dave Leslie. It was an uh, it was an awesome awesome milestone for the pod, and I appreciate all the feedback on the interview. So thank you. This week, however, I caught up with drummer Jared Medwin, former drummer for Massive and current drummer for Echo Del Tusca and Cicada Stone and Delacoma Rio when they're in town. Uh, Jared and I had a great catch-up, uh, and he reveals how to find a comfy night's sleep while on the road when you're on a budget by sleeping in very inventive places, but you'll have to keep listening to find out where. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Tuesday... <laughs> it's it's supposed to be this week it drops on Wednesday like last week i apologize i'm i'm getting a little bit uh you know behind on the pod but hopefully it'll get back onto tuesdays get back on track real soon so thanks for bearing with me you can listen to art of touring on itunes or on the google podcasts app on your android device and remember art of touring is part of the a lot of green podcast network where you can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alottagreen.com.au there is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with the kids, it might be a good idea to throw on ABC for kids, and then once they're dropped off at their grandparents' house, put Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 51 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by Nigel Tufnell's Music World. Do your guitars need eternal sustain even when they're not being played? Want an axe so precious you shouldn't even point at them? Does your amp need to go one louder? Then come to Nigel Tufnell's Music World, spots still available in advanced courses in pulling the ultimate guitar solo facial expressions while modelling leopard print lycra. Book now for an intimate hands-on tutorial.
2: All? I mean, do you actually play all these, or well, I play them and I cherish them. Mm-hmm. This is the top of the heat right here. There's no question about it. Look at the look at the flame on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's quite unbelievable. This what this one is just uh, it's perfect. 1959. Uh, you know, it just you cannot... listen. How much is L- this? Just listen for a minute. I'm the not, sustain. Listen to it. I'm not hearing anything. You would though if it were playing because yeah. it really. It's famous for its sustain. I mean, you can yeah. just hold it... Well, I mean, so you don't have to... Pull it. Ah, you can nice. go, go and have a bite. No, nah, yeah, you still be hearing did. that one. Yeah. Can you hold it a you sure? This one, this, of course, is a custom three pickup. Paul, this is my radio unit. Oh, so I, see I strap you. This, this piece on, you know, right down in here when I'm on stage. It's a know? wireless. Wireless, exactly. Yeah and uh, I can play without all the mucky muck. You comfort. can run anywhere on exactly, stage with yeah, that. Oh, this is special too, it's a, Look, see? Still got the uh, the old tagger on it. So you never even played it. See? You just bought it? Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I wasn't gonna touch one, it. No, don't touch it. I was it. Just, well, just pointing at it. Well, I... don't point even. Don't even point? Be, no, it can't be played. Never. I mean, I Can, can um, I look no. at it? No, you've seen enough look of that at one. It. This is a top to uh, you what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, Yeah. The numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and the Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most, most blokes gonna you know, be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where mm. can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder, and make 10 be the top number, and make that a little louder? These go to 11.
1: Just
0: so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before I get into my conversation with Jared, I'd like to share with you some of uh, his music from his current projects. Unfortunately, Jared is yet to record with these bands, but I'll still give you—it'll still give you an idea for uh, where his musical talents are being rendered these days. This first track is a snippet from Echo Del Tusca, and the song is called "The World Is Yours." Have a listen. Let the
2: music be your
0: And uh, also another one of Jared's bands he's currently playing in is called Cicada Stone. And uh, I tried to find a track of theirs called Second Guessing, which Jared and I talk about on the pod, but I couldn't locate it, unfortunately, for you guys to share with you. So I've gone with another track from the band. This one's called Drown My Hopes. Have a listen to this one.
2: It takes too long
0: You go just a little taste uh, so uh just a wet your appetite there sizzlers but uh now let's hear my conversation with jared and i'll check back with you at the end here it is Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. It is a beautiful, uh, well, I mean, it's not winter. I think it's autumn now, but it is a very chilly evening. We're warming up with a cup of coffee and in front of me is Mr. Jared Medwin. How are you, Jared? I'm doing great, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's great to have you. Drummer for Echo Del Tusca and Cicada Stone. Uh they are they are your current projects, but you've been in a couple of bands beforehand, haven't you, mate?
1: One or two. One or two. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Been we, doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, we I think the first time uh that we probably pro- properly met would have been down um at the uh the Saint Kilda. Would have been, know, been the vineyard the vineyard, yeah. I yeah.
1: saw you singing In the pass-outs. Well, I think it was just you singing acoustic. Pass-outs tunes. The first time I saw you singing pass-outs tunes. Yeah, yeah. Passing out (laughs) CDs, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: That would have been it, man. My goodness, yeah. Good good days. Good days, man. I miss that place. I'd really, just for nostalgia, I'd love to go back. I'm pretty sure they still do that crazy midnight spot. They
1: absolutely do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've just moved in about a 100 metres away from there. Oh, Really? Come down for a beer at my joint and we'll go and tear up the vineyard. That sounds great. (laughs) Any (laughs) time. That sounds fantastic. Well, I do have school holidays coming up, so
0: that could be perfect. I'll be there, man. Fantastic. Oh, for the good time, the good and the old times. Absolutely. So, Jared, take me back, mate. Tell me a story. Where are you from? Where did you grow up?
1: Well, funnily enough, I grew up less, probably a kilometre from right here. Around the corner in Epping. Plymouth court. Plymouth court. Plymouth court. And my dad uh he was a drummer all in the 70s and sort of sort of into the 80s before he had us kids and he was um there's always drums in the house so I was yeah. smashing them things since like I don't know probably 7 or 8 I started to just bash them without any clue and then when I was 11 or 12 he started to actually teach me how to play. Right. Instead of just hit them but make music sort of. Mm. So yeah, got into Led Zeppelin through him and the Beatles and the Stones and Hendrix and the Doors and the Eagles and all that. Oh as my As you gosh. do, as we all have probably done. Yeah, yeah. John Bonham just was my my god for ever. Yeah, still yeah. is. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Just that's where it all started. Just around the corner. That is wild. That must
0: have been amazing growing up in such a musical household where your old man was like so passionate about music, and he, he decided to, to part that knowledge onto you.
1: Absolutely. I mean he was just always you know, there's always music on in the house as well. So ah. just just ingrained into me. Yeah. Billy Joel. Right. Like the song my earliest memories of life are uh, music. Hearing yeah. hearing songs and I'm like I hear him now, I'm like, wow, I remember when I was three and I heard that. Like <laughs> literally. It's it's mad. Jeez, man. That's, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's just been because Forever. having
0: interviewed now uh, quite a few cats on The Art of Touring and quite a few drummers as well, that's a very rare upbringing story for a drummer. Usually it's like, I pleaded and I begged to be able to play the drums and they were like, no, do this, do that, please, nothing but a drummer, anything but a drummer. Yeah, yeah. But you're telling me the exact opposite story, man. Absolutely, That's the other side of the coin where it was encouraged. It's like, yeah, totally play the drums. I'll, guess what? I'll even teach I'll you how teach to play how the to drums. It. That was set up in the house. <laughs>
1: For from when I was born so it's like yeah. I had to I had to yeah. well, it was never not going to happen you no know? it was.
0: <laughs> we were going to be a drummer and that was it that was it man yeah, far out. absolutely
1: my sister played drums she was two years older than me she started playing drums before I did wow she doesn't anymore I mean she's you know grown out of it like, sure yeah. like I haven't but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah it was, it was definitely a huge part of our house growing yeah. up and what about your mum was your mum musical as well not really she could play like Proud Mary on guitar and mm-hmm. sing it not that well, but <laughs> love your mum. But no, she was she was slightly less musical. Yeah, yeah. But um, mainly uh, yeah, the influences was, came from your dad. Yeah. yeah, it was hugely influenced by him.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Yes. And so, where did you go to school? The primary school, like around this area as well. Yeah, we were living. I lived in Epping, just around here, for the first eighteen years of my life. So I went to Epping Primary, and yeah. and same there. Like my one of my teachers there, Eddie Heskett was the music teacher, but also taught, like, you know, normal, like, classes and stuff, and he yeah. was just such a great man and really knowledgeable on life and music. So I've got life lessons from him that I learnt when I was eight that I still carry with me. So he was, a, go. he was a huge influence on it as well, and he got me into playing in bands in school, and, you know, my first, I think the first song I ever played at a, at a live gig of any kind would have been, like, Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac and the Nutbush. <gasps> Oh, and wow. then I think Anthem for the Year Two Thousand by Silverchair. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the first three songs I did at a gig anywhere ever, which would have been at the school, but yeah, yeah, in front of an audience, you know, like. yeah. So yeah, what man. a
0: strange um, grouping of songs was. Prou- what did you say? It, it was? was
1: weird because he he was a you know an old like seventies rocker as well, like right. similar to like my dad. So the music he was picking out for it was his it was his favourites that he loved playing when he was young, and sure. also like trying to keep it a little bit modern for us. 11-year-old kids that were yeah. getting into it. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird mix of of stuff. You know, we did, like, T-Rex songs and then mm. Barbaran by the Beach Boys and wow. like lots of 70s and 60s stuff, but then a couple of new ones. I'm trying to think of what else was, like, yeah, the Silverchair song. Yeah. There's a couple of other newies, but, yeah, just a cool mix of Cool of mix stuff. of stuff.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. Because I'm, um, at the moment, I'm facilitating a junior rock band as part of my day gig as a music teacher, And um, we've got two female vocalists in the band, you know, one's in year nine, one's in year seven. And I said, look, guys, I I said to the boys in the band, I said, guys, we've got female, you know, singers in the band. So we kind of have to, you know, just to get the ball rolling, we have to kind of do a female fronted song. So we'll just do Diamonds by Rihanna. I know it's not very rock and roll, but it's three chords And I know the girls will know it and we'll get to jamming straight away on it. And I was right. They jammed on it straight away. And so then I said to them, okay, so what do you want to do next? And the boys were like, can we do Queen? Can we do Metallica? Can we do like all these like seventies, eighties bands? And I was yeah. like, How do these guys know? This was nothing to do with me. Like it's I didn't great, put it on them man. at all. You know, so um I think uh, it's kind of coming back around where the generation now of of the young kids um are getting into music, um, their parents are of the age where they're into that kind of music,
1: you know? Well, I think that that seventies, eighties stuff, I think will always be pretty popular it's forever young yeah and you go through that that stage of like when you first get into music and you want to you want to hear the best of the best and Mm. the people you're around your parents and your friends it's you're always going to land on those those golden little nuggets yeah (laughs) and i hope it's i hope in a hundred years it's still happening you know because oh fingers crossed man always got to hear it you know
0: yeah 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 that's it oh my gosh and so yeah, you're playing drums, um, and you're getting lessons from your dad. But did you actually get lessons as well at school from another teacher, or you just went home and dad would show you enough? Or, or...
1: yeah, no, I mean the so this the Eddie Heskett, the primary school you know music teacher, he, mm-hmm. he could he was a guitar player and stuff, but he could sort of play a little bit of drums. He taught yeah. me a couple of things, but it was mo- mainly. Mainly my dad that was like, all right, this is how you play the intro to Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin and and, 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 ah, right. and good times, bad times and the triplets with his feet, like with his single pedal and just, because he was, he was a phenomenal drummer, my dad, like amazing. Yeah. He could play a lot of styles. He got taught, he worked in Billy Hyde's in the 70s and got taught by Billy Hyde. Whoa. He got drum lessons by Billy Hyde. Huh. I, th- I don't know what year, it was probably early 70s or whenever it was, but. Sure, yeah. yeah. So he had like, he had books of you know music notation which I didn't want to know about because I yeah, just wanted yeah. to be loud and you know but um <laughs> he was a proper trained drummer so he he taught me a lot of technique which I didn't you know I kind of took bits and pieces of it and then did my own thing with but, yeah um, yeah but yeah I was pretty much after he taught me the first year or so then I just was self-taught and yep. just listened and worked just things out for the songs my own. when yeah. you
0: were able to yeah when you yep. needed to yeah that's it oh, that's wild. Um, and so, eventually, obviously, you make your way through um, high school. Um, what was your high school days like um, in the
1: performing arts? Where, where did you go for high school? Uh, so I, I went to uh, Layla North. Yeah, um, and I was sort of I wanted to get into playing guitar more because I was I didn't you know the primary school band was really fun and I was like I want to be I want to be up front I want to be lead guitarist yeah you know, right so yeah yeah I got you know. Mum and Dad bought me a guitar at probably 14, I think. Bought me like a, a Squire Strat. I got a, a red Strat with a white scratch plate, Mark Perfect. Knopfler style. Yes. Got into die Straits and all that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I started playing guitar at 14 or 15. And hmm. then in, in the high school bands, I was playing guitar mainly. Uh, but well, I wanted to play guitar. I mean, they, they didn't have any drummers, so I kind of ended up having to be back on drums. But I kind of did a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I met you know some of the guys in my first ever bands you know yeah. um and then we started playing outside of school at, in pubs which was cool because Whoa. that was the dream you know when you're 17 or whatever you, Yeah yeah you want to play in a bar like yeah man that's the that's the ultimate goal yes what was that band called uh the first one was called Misty Fizz oh yeah misty fizz yeah so yeah that yeah, was yeah. probably around would have met you not long after that in those early early years but um yeah
0: because that was with
1: Brad, wasn't it? That was it? with Brad, yeah. yeah. That's why. So I met Brad in Layla, at Layla North. He was a year above me in school. And me and him were like the only two guys that really wanted to do it ah, full on. Ah, yes, yes. So we had a couple of other guys in the band that were kind of like, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll have, a, have a go, but they were not like... Not diehards. Yeah, they were sort of just doing it for fun. But me and Brad were like, this is all we ever want to really do. Really want to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we started gigging around. I think oh, my first pub gig was North Melbourne Town Hall Hotel. North
0: Melbourne Town Hall
1: Hotel. So it's a t- tiny little pub. It's right. Oh, gosh, I don't know. It's up near the v- Queen Vic Market somewhere around there. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I know that area. Yeah.
1: But I was playing guitar and like I had like chords written down and like just total, full on beginner like. Yeah, know, yeah. Sitting on my amp because I didn't. I don't think I had a strap or you know. <laughs> in my,
0: playing my
1: playing my Fender Squire Strat. And, yeah, yeah. Before and, um, you'd even left school. Yeah, so I underage. Think I, was, I think I was year. 12, 11 or 12. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was just as I was finishing school, I would started to play in pubs, which for some people that's late because some people are like, oh, I was doing it when I was 14, but we were just playing around school for, <sighs> you yeah. know.
0: That's young. what's really kind of been eye opening doing the pod, um, and that is how young some musos start. Totally, man. Is like, that,
1: dude, I wasn't
0: allowed into a pub when I was that age. Well, that's like, it, you know? Yeah, but, you know, um, I think my, My brother um, played in bands all through high school and that's why, you know, as a, because he's about four or five years older than me, um, the oldest brother, Paul. Um, And so that's where, you know, I got the bug um, and looked up to him uh, when he was playing in bands, but I still don't think he ever played in in a pub until he was 18. Right. You know, it was more just like, you play your mate's party.
1: Yeah, yeah, or well, that's it. Play We'd, your
0: own party, you yeah, know. You
1: do house parties, I guess. I think yeah. we might have done a few of those earlier on, but um, hmm. Yeah, and then so I think we did a couple of little gigs like that, and then we decided yeah. we were we were serious musicians by then. So we, you know, you go on tour, and we went on tour to Geelong. Yes, like That's, you know, like, <laughs> pack your bags, say goodbye to your mum, and <laughs> uh, you think you've made it. But fantastic. And, uh, um, you know you just do little regional ones for a couple of years and yeah eventually you go into state and then you sort of i think we did we were together as a band for maybe 3 years doing that misty fizz thing yeah yeah and then the other guys kind of dropped off and weren't so serious on doing any traveling at all so yeah you end up m- meeting guys that are you know yeah and um yeah that was the first phase <laughs> that was the first one and then after that um what was next for so you so then i think we sort of That band sort of fizzled out because we just, you know, me and Brad were really into it, but the rest of the guys were kind of dropping off and going to uni and doing all that, which is cool. But um, yeah. So then I didn't play for about a year or two, and I sort of just I started working as a carpenter and just you know, earning money and just I went to a heap of gigs though. Like I, I wanted to get into a serious band, and I went out so much trying to you know meet people and stuff. And yeah. Eventually, um, one of the bands we met in the. In the Misty Fizz days Called The Deep End Yes And so I met those dudes During you know When I was 19 or 20 Mm. Dale and Scotty and Jazz And all those guys And so Oh gosh It was probably three years later Four years later I think I heard somehow That they were looking for a drummer Right, and I don't remember the drummer. I don't didn't really know, him, but I remember Dale and Scotty and Jazz because I sort of talked to them a bit more. Yeah, and then yeah, Steno was their old drummer, and he was he was leaving and stuff to focus on his tiling business or something. And I was like, mm. oh, hell yeah, I'm going to go on audition. Yeah, and I'd been playing guitar in all my bands for the last few years. Right, so I was like, all right, right, better go. And I think I went and auditioned, and got the gig. And then it was like shit. All right, I'm gonna go get some drums now because I don't, <laughs> didn't have anything. I didn't have any gear. Like I was. So what did you audition on? Did they have like a a kit set a kit up in there. the studio? I think I might have borrowed it. I can't remember. I had there was yeah. some 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 way I found a, a way, way to cause audition. Because I was like, I want to be in that band because they were like pub rock dudes and yeah. they were awesome and they were just exactly what I wanted to do. So yeah, got into that and then that was the next I don't know four years or something with them and that yeah, was right. my first interstate and like went to Sydney and went to Queensland and we went traveling around and in the van and. You know, you
0: saw you saw the the touring life. Firsthand. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah.
1: that the the glamorous side of it, which isn't glamorous at all, but it, that was so great. You know, we went to yeah. Tasmania, and you just you know when you're 23 and you're just wild and just yeah. ridiculous, and you live up to all the cliches because it's so fun to do it. You know, yeah, yeah, we've got Such, no responsibilities. That's and, right, you know, yeah. So Far um, around, yeah, man. great great days with those boys. The deep end. Yeah, I remember seeing their last show at the ESPY. Yeah, I was there.
0: And were you, but you were in the band at the time or no? I was out
1: by then. I was, I'd left about a year before that, I think. Mm. Hmm. But yeah, that was a great night, you know. Yeah, that was a cool night, man. Yeah, they were, they were a band for like, gosh, seven or eight years. Like they went around for a long time. They did, yeah. So they, they did a lot of cool stuff. Hmm. And,
0: um, Oh, wow. And so any stories from those days that kind of pop out in your mind? Um, First, like hitting the road, like anything that you were like, oh, shit, I thought this was going to be different and then it ended up like, you know exceeding or not meeting your expectations
1: oh gosh i mean just the the general haggardness of, of touring you know like <laughs> you weren't prepared in, for it oh well i don't think any of us were because it was yeah. probably our all of our first time doing all that stuff you know oh, right. i had a i had a, like a, a Vito mercedes Vito van that i'd bought mm. and it was in pretty good nick when i got it and then jeez, we just flogged the shit out of that thing it was at yeah. home for weeks and weeks on end you know <laughs> Driving up to Queensland, and you know, you're just like Trixie, the the bass player, Matt Berg, just running, and getting around pubs in balaclavas, and just <laughs> jumping on tables, just just doing general stupid shit. But yeah, right, getting four or five days, no showers, and just you know, oh man, really, all that fun stuff. Oh dude, I think one time actually, we we went to Queensland for like three gigs or whatever on a yeah. weekend, and we just. We never used to book accommodation because it's a waste of money and it's stupid. <laughs> right. right. When you've got a van you can sleep yeah. in. Yeah, you man. You don't want beds or showers. Yeah, don't be, don't be ridiculous. God, it's mad. So we, <laughs> we, we decided we'd buy a slab of beer and a pizza and take our sleeping bags into a school on a Saturday night and just sleep in the, under the portables, like under the verandas of the portable of a primary school. Wow. Because at least if it rained, would be dry. Right. It was probably one of the best nights ever. <laughs> <laughs> just got blind in this school. Like, fantastic. there's photos. I'll, I'll find the photos on my Facebook. But yeah, yeah. Just hanging out. You know, it was warm. It was in Queensland in the middle of summer. It was beautiful and warm. Oh, my god! Sensational.
0: I was not expecting that story to I've, end
1: with a positive ending. Well, it's kind of one of those things. Like, you know, you haven't, I haven't thought about that for years. And then yeah. you asked me to think about it. I'm like, oh god, I haven't got any exciting stories. But that is fantastic. Because a lot of stuff you just forget. Because, you, you know, when you're just... Doing a lot of playing and touring, you yeah. Just, you just go to the next gig and the that's next it, gig, man. and you do, yeah. Sometimes you look back through, like, I look back through old, like, Facebook memories when they pop up, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right, that, that happens, that actually happened. Just funny, funny, shit you know, running yeah. down to we were playing at the Surface Paradise Beer Garden. I mean, Scotty were running down to like the beach to just wash our jocks under a tap, you know, because like, we just stunk. Just, oh gosh, that was that is fantastic. Well, edit that bit out, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> just, just oh, general gosh. refresh, you
0: know. Nah, dude, I mean, I can, I can semi-empathise with that because I, I remember we did a show up in, um, in the snow just last year. Um, with the smokestack lads while I was still playing with them and um, we, we we went into the accommodation And the accommodation the, the it was literally just like a room above the pub and um, the the maid had certainly not been through yet <laughs> I don't think they had ever been there right. because like <laughs> there was wet towels like all on the bed (laughs) from the band like who had played there maybe last week so they would have
1: smelled great as well oh my
0: gosh it was was, I would have preferred to sleep in the van at that point if it wasn't the snow I probably would have because it was pretty pretty ripe yeah
1: (laughs) not fun at all oh and these are things you know they harden you though they harden harden you you up mate. the road you know
0: yeah after that especially after you know what you were saying um, nothing can really surprise you after that
1: that's it you know and you get used to it and get used to living that way and then you're never disappointed because you're like, oh, of course, we're sleeping in a car park of Safeway on the concrete and we forgot blankets <laughs> and we're using our shoe as a pillow. Yeah, that's why, normal. Why wouldn't we? Like, <laughs> Don't <that'd> be stupid. <laughs> yeah. See you in the morning. Good night. <laughs> that's it.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, though, that kind of lifestyle, you can't really keep up for too too long. Because no. it
1: gets old pretty quick. It does. And like the more you tour the more comfortable you want to be yeah you get, yeah yeah you get a bit older and your body doesn't really enjoy it so much that's anymore. right that's you don't right. wake up feeling any feeling so fresh anymore
0: yeah yeah that you know that six pack or 12 pack of beers you don't bounce back as well as i mean i can't talk i hardly drink at all but i can imagine you know um if you if you're turning it on um weekly or nightly on the road you, you're gonna you're gonna end up paying for it eventually absolutely my goodness um oh that's wild man and so yeah so it's um uh, it's it's misty fizz it's um and then the deep end in yeah, the, yeah. the deep end and then um
1: so then me and brad, brad when yeah me and brad he he sort of uh we sort of reconnected after about three years yeah and started massive yes in 2012 we decided all right we're going to you know, we've, we've done a bit of touring around the country, which is awesome, but we want to get overseas. That was the goal of that, that band. That was the goal of that band. To start it and just jobs and girlfriends and anything else, we we're just like, no, nah, we're just doing this. That was it. Wow. Focus in and mm. get it done and mm. try to make something happen, you know, and just, we put all our time and effort and money into it and it was, it was, it was great, man. Like we, yeah, it was a really good time. We got, you know, the earache deal and they... They, they brought us over there over to england and mm. really good tours and yeah that was the and it was kind of fun because like we set out to try and do these things and then they actually some some of them happened and actually we're like, happened. Wow, yeah you can sort of do it if you, if you put, put your a bit mind to it in. yeah I mean, we, weren't, we weren't the biggest band getting around at all but but still man we you were to, doing it yeah we wanted to play on festivals in europe and we sort of did and it was, yeah it was like shit this cool. is a cool thing. Yeah, it was a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> Especially when you know, you're
0: coming from Melbourne and epping South Morang, you know, like you lads and, and myself included. Um, it's hard to see yourself on the world stage because you're coming from somewhere so small.
1: That's it. And Australia is so, so far away. So far away. Like, oh, man. Melbourne, Australia is... Pretty much as far as you can get away yeah. geographically from from anywhere over there, you know, Exactly, it's, it's, it's crazy to think you could you could get over there one day and yeah, and play. And...
0: But really, sadly, unfortunately, for um for the type of music that we play, there really isn't enough population in our country to warrant you know, unless you are one of the lucky ones and you know you become a golden child of you know the Jays or something, you know. But usually they're you know synth. Hip hop, mm-hmm. you know,
1: shoegazer. Tunes yeah, there's not or a lot of rock and roll getting around on really. Triple J, J these days. No, not
0: really much rock and roll. So it's it's hard to you know get that globe that you know national spotlight that you need to actually have a a, a long lasting career in the industry. Yeah. But you're like, you know what? There's a lot of rock and roll fans in Europe, man. You know, and you've proved oh, it,
1: millions. you
0: know, with that band. You know, um, what was one of the the places that um, really surprised you that you thought, what this country's into this music? Like, what's going on?
1: yeah i mean well we did a lot of our touring over there was was england like we that was our Ah. main we had a a, you know pretty decent fan base there and Mm -hmm. that surprised me because everyone used to talk about like like our manager and stuff at the time and like other bands you know dead to ruins and these guys that had toured over there quite a bit Mm. we used they used to say that germany and france and belgium was amazing which they were they were great too but um england for us was probably the the best like we did the most we could do 20 shows around england and on a tour and and fill rooms, which wow, that was crazy, like yeah, and just and you know, like Germany, and they're just mental, like those fans are the craziest in the world, yeah, they're, they're crazy, amazing, man. yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess we spent more time in driving around England, so that's where we built up more of of a following that actually them. makes sense now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd live uh, there. It's just too cold. It's too cold. <laughs> I mean, it's good for like, you know, couple a couple months, months in the van. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, need to go back to some sunshine.
0: Yeah, it is quite cold up there, man. I, I visited that area of the world um, with my wife. We did it before we had kids. We, we did a bit of a tour of um, the Highlands up in Scotland. Yeah, And we spent some time in England and, and um, in Europe a little bit. But I remember uh, it was just just cold and miserable but I mean, it's beautiful and i would love to go there again even maybe take like a you know a gap year where you you uproot your whole family and you teach over there for a year like teaching the uk or something yeah, i'd yeah. love to do that but great. to actually live there for the rest of your days oh man yeah oh man your bones get cold and yeah brittle quite- <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> i'd much rather live somewhere sunny like florida or something where you know disney world is just an hour away or you know maybe 10 minutes away depending where you find a place Absolutely, you know what man. i mean yep. yeah I, i'm definitely a warm-bodied cat that in, well, yeah, in that me regard too, man. Me too. far out <laughs> yeah man so yeah you're touring around um in massive playing the drums um. Yeah. And uh, how many times did you guys actually go over there? Because you went over there quite a bit, didn't you?
1: We went over there. I think we went for probably only three or four actual trips over. Like, yes, f- flying from Australia to there and staying. But like a couple of them, we did like three or four tours at a time over you know a few months. So ah, you'd sort so you would do a tour and then you would kind of stop for a bit, and yeah, then you'd sort of jump on a tour with a, with a band. And, yeah, and like Blackberry Smoke, we did in around Europe, and then you'd come back to England and do, like, jump on the treatment support and then do, like, a little headline run after that. So you sort of do a couple of laps almost, you know? Ah, yeah, while so, you're over there. To make it worth it, yeah, yeah. you're spending all this money to get there. Oh, dude. And you might as well kind of flog it as hard as you can in those, while you're there for those few months. Otherwise, you kind of... The flights backwards and forwards they just kill you, you know? Forget about it. So you yeah. try to make the most of each trip. And then I think the last one... I ended up staying for like nearly a year, just staying in England, hanging out, and yeah, probably on and off yeah, probably ten months. Far um, out. And
0: when while you weren't touring, did you have to ever have to get like a a, a gig, like in a pub or something, pouring pots or something, or
1: not really? Because we were touring most of the time. Ah, oh, you know, okay. We were yeah, just yeah. trying to be playing as much as we could. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have too much downtime. Yeah, it's nice. like I've, you know, that's the thing. Like you sort of been to a lot of places, but haven't seen. <laughs> A lot of things, you know. Yeah,
0: right, right. (laughs) You saw a lot of pubs in the places that you went there,
1: but not so much the scenery. I think I'd been to France like 10 times before I got off a a motorway and actually saw anything. Yeah, right. And I still haven't seen much of of France. Yeah. It's nuts, you know, like. Yeah. The passport stamp is is a lie, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you've been there, but you haven't really been there. I haven't really been there. I'd like to actually go on a holiday one day and see some cool shit rather yeah. than just highways and venues but anyway one day it's a
0: very different way of seeing the world you know like com- compare even your own country like comparing going on holiday with your family or your special someone or, what, or even by yourself it's very much more like yeah it's ab- about the experience of you know sightseeing and you know going to a theme park or going to a gallery yeah. or you know whatever versus going over to perform Totally, yeah.
1: You you're know, there, it's you're there all about that. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a job, and it kind of sucks because, like, you know, you don't want it to be a job because performing is meant to be fun. You know, yeah, that's it. But at the end of the day, you, you're not really getting to immerse yourself in the culture in the town. You're really more like just okay, when's the next gig? Let's go, let's that's go, it, let's go. You know, you're
1: just in the you're in the van on the road, and then get out and you're at sound check. That, yeah, that's your day. That's your night. It's yeah, kind of. You don't even know where you are because. <laughs> you're you're seeing a venue that looked the same as last night's venue right yeah they might speak slightly differently but you know (laughs) that's about it that's about it it's the same man yeah man it's it's a weird it's a weird lifestyle I mean certain people love it I love it you know Mm. but it's not for everyone and I think that's why a lot of bands and a lot of people go over and do one and then don't really do it again yeah a lot of bands break up Mm. after one because they just think oh that's what it's about I don't really want to do that not into that yeah yeah It's a good experience even just to do once for people, so. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, I went over to the States,
0: you know, um, while I was in the pass-outs, but, you know, the pass-outs never really made any coin, and uh, and the the members of the band were always so, um, like, a rotating roster. There was never really a core membership, uh, up until about, you know... um, the last five years of the band I've, I've had the same members but before that the first five years it was always like different people every few years mm. so I never really had that stable um, group of dudes that really wanted to like go overseas and do it you know yeah. and so within that time I think it was 2011 um, my wife and I went over to the States and I um, borrowed my friend's transit pack Acoustic guitar case to bring my acoustic with me on holiday, like right. a psychopath, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like my lady wants to watch. She's seen me play before. Why? You know what I mean. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, whenever we're in a major city, I'm um, because we we planned like a six week trip. So I'm like, whenever we're in a major city, I'm just gonna find where the open mic night is and grab my guitar and romantically, Dude. you know, play a song, right? Oh, great, man. It did not work like that. <laughs> did I, you play at all? I I did. <laughs> Um, we, we did one, sh- the first night we, we landed in Los Angeles and I'd, I'd tried for ages trying to find like, you know, where the open mic nights were. And Kibbutz I found Room, one Cantor's
1: dally. Is, is Does that exist? Kibbutz Room, I think it's a Kibbutz Room in Cantor's Daly, which, you know, Mark Cantor, who was Slash's best friend in high school. Okay. is his family Dally on Fairfax Avenue. Right, and they do an open they do mic. Sunday night. Well, oh, this was six years ago. Sun, Sunday night, open mic. Ah. And man, some of the people that have played in that room. Oh, yeah.
0: Man, see, but I was really limited on the night. Yeah,
1: that's because right. Because I was yeah. only
0: like in LA for maybe three nights and then the next town for two nights yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. So that particular night, I went to an I. We, we, we got the hire car, we drove to this venue and it didn't exist the venue had closed down and the oh. the website never got bothered to update. So that was a bad start. And then eventually, and it was bad, it was bad. <laughs> eventually, we did find an open mic night while we were in New York, but it was one of these ones where you uh, pick a number out of a hat and if your number like, you know, I think I've told this story on the pod before, so I'll quickly tell it again. If you're number 42 or whatever, you have to wait till number 42 and that's how and I'm not shitting. Like there was fifty or sixty people there. Wow, yeah. So the literally the whole crowd was just open micers watching each other.
1: Just waiting to get up. Waiting to get up. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it was it that's, wasn't that's the best. probably New York everywhere. Like that's Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, we did have a really good experience a couple of nights after where we actually went and saw real bands performing like there was a place called the Rockwood Music Hall and if I'm ever in town again I would go straight there just to watch bands because it was just like kind of like the cherry where you know Nine times out of ten, you show up to the Cherry, you're going to get a pretty good night's entertainment. Totally, yeah. Um, and at the Rockwood, we liked it so much. The the first time we went, um, the first night, we knew we had one more night, and we thought, screw it, we're not going to Broadway. We're going to back to the Rockwood, and we watched another band, you know. Yeah, nice. So it was cool. But, um, yeah, never actually got to tour overseas with a band only did really the um the national tours you know with with the lads from smokestack and even then like seeing australia with a band and seeing australia or you know any town really with your missus or by yourself totally very different different. very very different yeah yeah (laughs) and only someone who's in a band would understand what we're talking about you yeah. know, Um, because it's all it's all business when, when you're on the road, you know. And obviously you can try to have fun and you know mm. and, and let loose whenever you can and that, but um like you said, it's more about not really getting to take in
1: yeah, the experience. You're working to a schedule constantly. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta get up and Next check place. out by ten and you gotta be at yeah, you know, check by four, and you haven't got mm. time. If you like a town, too bad. We're going. You have to keep moving. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you can't hang around. You
0: cannot hang around. Yeah. And that's
1: exactly true. Because
0: when I was in um, the UK, we um we we had one day where we didn't know what we were going to do, and the first time we got there, we we had to get to. Um, Edinburgh, but on the way to Edinburgh, we had to go to Glasgow. So this was up in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And while we were in Glasgow, literally just running from one train station to the other, we ran through the city going, oh, we have to fucking come back here. This town is cool. It's killer, and man. And that's what we did. Yeah. We went back to Glasgow and we had a wonderful day. But if that was a tour with a band, unless it was on the tour stop, there's no way you're you go back. You just can't, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. You can't do it. Do you have any fond
1: memories of that town of Glasgow? Uh, well, we, I've probably spent more time in Edinburgh. Oh, Oh, really i've played glasgow maybe twice yeah maybe three times but edinburgh uh, we played at bannerman's a few times and that's a great great little venue just a mm. cool little rock and roll bar you know we've done a we did a tour with massive and i think tequila mockingbird girls and then we i've done like the richie ramon shows there and just just like like a cherry just Cool people, a really cool great place. crew, and yeah, good, always good crowds in there, you know, sweaty, nice. tiny little dirty bar. <laughs> yeah, but Edinburgh's a fantastic town. I've spent a bit of time there just walking around. and Yeah. You know, it's a amazing. real, like,
0: arts, like, hub, isn't it, Edinburgh? Yeah. Because they
1: have the Fringe Festival there and everything yeah, every man. year, and yeah. And there's so many, like, just, like, tourist-wise, it's, just, it's not over-touristy, but, like, the, mm. the kinds of people you meet from all over the place, it's... Yeah. For such... For, it's a pretty small place, but it's got so much going on yeah it's the castles and all the like the history insane it is so
0: crazy yeah the castles, castles castles castles
1: um it's um i remember it's incredible we were, to we see going, with your own eyes yeah yeah it's incredible
0: right we we went to see edinburgh castle and um i think we got stopped by one of the locals and they're like oh what are you doing today we're, like, oh, we're going up to see edinburgh castle we're so excited and they're like Oh, it's just a castle. Yeah. And we're like just a castle. Yeah. We come from Australia. Like, there yeah, are no castles. Like,
1: we got heaps right here. It's but over excited. there,
0: it's just snare. Yeah, it's just normal for it's them. Nuts, isn't it? It's nuts. Whereas they come here, they like, oh, go. We'll see a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> like, you cares? It's just a kangaroo. It's mad, hey. It just really <laughs> depends where you grow up, isn't it? Everything it gets is. old eventually, you know. Everything gets <laughs> old. My goodness. Oh, that's rad, man. And so, yeah, you're doing the touring thing over there with a whole bunch of different acts. You come back home and now tell me a little bit about the acts that you're playing with currently.
1: Yeah. So, um, I think from, well, last year I was sort of playing with Delacoma. So doing, we did some couple of US tours over there, which was my first time really going around the US. I'd been once just for a little trip yeah, to LA, but yeah, I got to see a lot of it last year, which mm. was really cool. And then, um, are you still with Delacoma? Yeah, well, sort of. He's sort of doing a lot of you know he does the NXS show and stuff, so he's away on cruises all the time. Oh. Um which you know that he's doing really well with that. So yeah. it's kind of a it's sort of a bit of an on again off again band, I guess. Which right. is which is cool. You know, like yeah. it's, it suits all of us as well because yeah. it's kind of just when we want to go and do something, we'll go and do it. And yeah, no pressure. But um, and then also Cicada Stone, which is another Melbourne band. It's a it's a, like a nineties grungy mm. kind of. Uh, Project Matt and Mark Robbins, and then Mister uh, Tommy Sunset and myself. We're a bit of a we're a bit of a package deal these days, me and Tommy. Yeah, Drum, right. Drums and bass. In, drums and bass in whatever band will take us. But um, doesn't,
0: isn't Tommy still in um or Atomic Riot?
1: He is. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's the main man down at Atomic Riot. Yeah. And, um, but he's you know a bit like me in the last couple of years, just just getting around, just playing, playing with everybody, playing with everyone. It's just good fun and yeah, you meet yeah. so many great people and it's That's always cool. Yeah, so we just kind of, well, he's been playing with them for a year or two, and then I they needed a new drummer. Mm. I think I was just having a beer with Matt down at like a whole lot love bar, and he's just like, oh man, you know, what are you doing? Like, come have a jam. And I'm like, yeah, sick. So, yeah, sent me the songs and had a jam, and then beautiful. two months later, we recorded a new album in, in January. Oh shit, that's a so, quick turnaround. Yeah, well, he had it mostly written anyway. Right, right. So, I came in and sort of learnt like off the demos and put my my drum parts to it. But Yeah, um, yeah. That was a great experience because Matt's such a good uh, producer, and you know he he runs Color Sound out in Altona, Color Sound Studio, and he produces it himself, and he pulls amazing tones and just huge, huge sounds. He's really good at that. Wow! And you know him and Mark, the harmonies. It's a really cool, cool vibe, real sludge, Alice in Chainsy kind of.
0: Ah, okay, I'm with you now. Super
1: dark, heavy sludge, and it's Mm. which isn't even really my thing. Like I'm not massive into that, but. Yeah, the way they do it, they, yeah, they just do it really well and yeah, really tastefully. Musical, very musical. Like some of the chords and the structures are just whack, you know. Wow, it's really fun. So oh, that's le- cool. learning a lot, playing with those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, just after that, like um, a couple months ago, Echo Del Tusca, which is um, Estelle, X X Tequila Mockingbird, and Brendan, who's my old mate from Massive, mm. Brendan Forward and Mickey Quee, who was in Dead City for a lot of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, those three started a new band and with my my best mate, Josh Josh Potter, playing drums. And then they sort of did an EP and a couple of shows and then I think Josh had just heaps of other things going on and so kind of was like, oh, I can't really commit. And I was like... And it wasn't really his vibe. He's like into he's in figures, which is a heavy, proggy, you know. Oh yeah, figures, yeah. Sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So he's doing that. That's his baby. Right. So um, they kind of like approached me and were like, "Would you be keen to come out a jam?" I was like, "Oh yeah, like I love the songs, love the people." So I was yeah. like, sweet as. Let's do it. So yeah, mm-hmm. we've done a done a Sydney run the other week, and um, we're writing for an album, and just yeah, it's good fun, man. That's cool. Soul. Man. It's kind of different. It's like soul, soul rock, funk kind of influence you know yeah which is cool because Estelle and Brendan both coming out of Tequila and out of Massive they wanted to do something completely different right yeah and they're definitely doing it it's a very um yeah it's a kind of just almost the opposite just not about the big wall of guitars it's about putting things in the right places and right letting things breathe totally yeah one yeah. guitar band Strat you know mm. so yeah it's a cool vibe I'm digging it
0: nice man
1: yeah so that's those are my two things at the moment as well as bits and pieces of whatever else comes along i had a little jam with dirt river radio the other day on bass oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've done a few fill-ins for them over the years on on drums and on bass so they yeah they called me in for a little jam so i think they're gonna book some shows in a few months time but um yeah.
0: Oh man! I hope I'm not getting this wrong. Is this Alex Ronjack's band? Yes, it is, yeah, he's yeah, a, he's yeah. a
1: legend, man. He's yeah, you know obviously yeah. Electric Mary, yeah, long time bass player, but he's such a great songwriter. Mm. You know, just um, and then Heath Brady, like it's like a it's like a, a kind of jewel frontman. Yeah, you know, and they they sing and play their own songs and then harmonize with each other, and it's just a cool cool vibe. And they just yeah. write some real they write some really cool dark shit, and then they write some just Beer drinking party songs, and yes, <laughs> just great vibe. Great dudes to hang out with, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's really fun, man. And well, you you're certainly um, very busy, definitely in the I drumming like world, yeah. yeah. And yeah. not only
0: drums, obviously the bass um, on in that band,
1: far out. Man. Yeah, I like to. I don't like to be bored. I go a bit in, mental when I <laughs> yeah. when I've got nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. I Always need to be learning songs or going to a rehearsal or doing something, doing something, musical, man. I can't yeah. sit around. And so, what about your day gig? Um, wh- how do you pay the bills? Well, I've been a carpenter, kind of on and off for years. Like, I did, yeah, right. Did an apprenticeship like back in my sort of early twenties. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, when I was nineteen, I started. Did that for like four four years, and then I kind of I think at the end of my apprenticeship, my boss called me in. Like it was like a big like commercial company, and he's like, "Hey, man! Like I know you're into your music and stuff, which is really cool, but like." You've been taking lots of time off to go and do tours. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to yeah. be a carpenter or a musician? I'll support sure. you either way. It's totally cool. But yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? Because I need. And I was like, well, sorry, man, but <laughs> see you later. Yeah. So that was kind of when I was about twenty-three. Yeah. And then since then, I've been just doing it on and off. Um, okay. When I'm, when I need to, or sure. When I got a bit of time, I'll call. You know, I got a few mates that just build houses so go yep. work with them i mean i do it quite a bit because i'm not on the road all that much but yeah yeah yeah, it's good to be flexible and be like oh i'm gonna take off for a few months so yeah go
0: do my thing and then come back to it when you need to yeah that's it oh that's really cool man so yeah
1: it's very handy mm. yeah. and it's also like yeah i don't i don't hate it
0: no right you can sit back on the end, at the end of the day and and feel accomplished that you've built something
1: yeah that's it you know and i work with like pretty good mates and stuff so it's yeah, really feel like work. It's kind of pretty cruisy.
0: Well, I, I'm the set designer for the School Musical. I have Ooh. have done for about uh, ten years now. So if I ever need some advice, I might give old mate advice. Like, Absolutely, hey, how am I going to put this show oh. on, dude? I need some carpentry Come skills. Come build some shit, bro. <laughs> Come help me build some shit, bro. <laughs> That's it, man. We're doing Grease this year, and uh, oh, yeah, I have nice. secured a car. But other than that, <laughs> I'm going to build some, you know, some sets. So you might get a call in a couple. of <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely you call me up any time yeah man you get, and, <laughs> hey, any
0: excuse to come back to your old hood right yeah totally, in Epping dude. love Epping far out and um, and I'll <laughs> obviously need to make my way down to, to good old St Kilda to share a beer with you at uh, the fucking vineyard
1: the oh, vineyard man, man still kicking such
0: a great vibe it's been there, a man. great
1: venue for so long it's good to have somewhere that's staying open through all the turmoil of the... Yes. You know, every second venue is shutting down these days. So, have, it's,
0: Since you've moved back or moved to St. Kilda, have you checked out the ESPY at
1: all? I've been there a couple of times, yeah. What's it like? Ah, completely different. Really? You know, you like you walk up those front bar stairs and it's, yeah. you don't realise you're in the ESPY anymore. Has it changed that much? I don't want to ruin it for people that haven't been, but it's uh, the stage is gone. The front bar stage isn't... It's it's a bar that runs right through now. Okay. It's hard to even imagine, but you walk yeah. up and it's like, it's like cordoned off with like a big kind of glass window petitiony thing yeah. straight across the middle. And it's a total different crowd. Like, okay. like me and you could have used to walked in there and, and felt at home. Yes. Now we'd walk in and feel out of place a little bit, which... Not really, but yeah, mm. it's a total different crowd. I'll say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there's no bands. I mean, the basement still has bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that front bar gig, that SP front bar gig, man, I don't know about you, but that was probably my favorite gig in yes. Melbourne. Like that was, there's always a crowd, always a yep. vibe. The, the PA was killer. Yeah, man. You know, you could walk in there on a Friday, Saturday night and it would be packed. And, I love that stuff. And you go on at one in the morning and, still and people it would be there. rocking. Fuck yeah, man. So it's a real shame, you know, that yeah. that's gone
0: but they they have the more of the event stage now the, the
1: Gershwin is still yeah, there Yeah, the I'm Gershwin's is there which is nice and they yeah. it's untouched you know so that's okay. a, that's, so a nice, that's that's a cool thing It's then. a nice little consolation but yeah. that front bar gig was Amazing. That was the vibe. Totally.
0: And what about downstairs? Have they still got that downstairs, uh, like, yeah. basement
1: venue? Yeah, the basement's still there. I think it's pretty similar. See, they should have got
0: rid of that and kept the front bar.
1: Well, that's it, man. Because you know, that
0: was, was so much more of a vibe up there than downstairs, because downstairs was awful to play in. It was so in. tiny. And did was... you ever play
1: in that room? Yeah, I did once, like, oh. years and years ago, and it was just so loud. and The slapback was just oh, awful. Man. yeah. I think yeah. they've actually tried to improve that, because that's going to be their only sort of little band venue. Dive Dive so bar wanna... venue. Yeah, they want okay. to make it something. Yeah, I haven't seen a gig in there yet, but um, mm. you know, it's not. It's we'll not, see how we go. Yeah. SB, I'll have to man. walk on down one day. Yeah.
0: I'll, never forget, my weirdest and funniest memory from the ESPY is one day I went in there. And listeners, if you haven't seen a picture of Sis Dog, I, I have long hair and a beard. And um, I, I walk in there and I order, you know, a pot a draft. And this full Aussie guy comes up to me and goes, hey, mate. I go, it, dude. He goes, hey, what's it like being a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I was like,
0: I was maybe in my early 20s. Like, I was super green, right? I Gosh. didn't have any confidence talking to someone who'd said something like that to me, right? Or oh, maybe not early 20s, maybe mid-20s, but I'm not very confrontational, you know? Yeah. Especially in the pub. I don't know what this guy's deal is. <laughs> and I just like, I just kind of went to him like... Yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm not one of those, man. What? Like, what? I just no-sold it. I didn't really give him anything. And mm. he was just like, oh, you know... I'm just joking, man, like, you know, this kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, all right, Gosh. man. And then, then I kind of got a bit agitated with him. But in my mind, I had that George Costanza moment where I felt like I should have said, I don't know, mate, what's it like being a wanker?
1: I was going <laughs> to yeah, say. Like, like, just...
0: If I had had my time back, I would have loved to have said that to that yeah, guy, man. you know.
1: Do the Costanza, like, turn around in the car <laughs> and he thinks of the comeback half an hour later. Jerk store <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
0: Jerk store. Hey, Costanza, the ocean cold. We're running out of shrimp. Yeah, well, the jerk store cold. They're running out of you. It's the
1: greatest. (laughs) It's so good. It's the greatest.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, well, hey, listen, before we finish up here, I did want to ask you... um, well, you're playing with two bands, so we can't really choose. So let's let's choose one song from each band, and I'll I'll play for the punters who listen at the start of the show a little snippet of both of those acts. Does that sound cool? Sounds great, man. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, Echo Del Tusca. Is there something there that you would like us to play um, to to um, has a little bit of a preview?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's an EP out at the moment, which is on online and everything. So probably. Uh... Well, my favorite off that is that what you're asking me? Yeah, man. Let's go for "World Is Yours." The world is yours. Yeah. So we we, we reckon, will have heard a little bit of that. Yeah, that's out. It's um cool. It's out. It's out there somewhere. And in you the world. playing drums on that one? No. Well, that's it. There's no recordings of me yet because okay. this is all, all Josh, right. my my mate Joshy in the band. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah. Because that was like an early on sort of. Um, recording yeah cool which is all they've got at the minute because we're sort of working on new stuff now and same with Cicada the new album we've just recorded in Jan isn't released yet either. Okay, so there's so the going to be nothing with me playing on it. it. Oh, that's a shame. But that's fine. But that's it, all right. Well, yeah, people man. will
0: still kind of get the idea of this the current vibe. stuff that you're totally. playing. Yeah. yeah, and we did play um, Massive when, when Brad was on. Yeah, so people yeah. do remember you in that band and have heard that music. So totally. yeah, if, if you do want to, you know, um, uh, check out that stuff with Jared, you can. It's all online and you can check it out any time. Um, but if you do want to hear some of his more recent stuff and, you know, stuff that he will be getting to record with in the future future then you know obviously check out echo del tusca and cicada stone totally. both of which have i'm assuming facebook and instagram
1: yeah and yeah all of those all, things all on yeah Spotify and insta and f- all those things and as you do these days and mm. bands yeah
0: absolutely so um cicada stone cicada, what track um, would you like us to play for that one
1: oh let's go second guessing that's the first song off the off their debut album which is just killer
0: beautiful it's all great. right we'll yeah. have heard a preview of a couple of really ripper tracks from those two acts, and awesome. from the um the descriptions that you told me, quite different
1: bands too. Yeah, well that's what's cool about it. Very yeah. very different, and um you know I just I love them both. They're just great, really great bands. But yeah, yeah totally totally opposite. That's awesome,
0: so, man. Keep it interesting. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Art of Touring, Jared. It's been really great catching up with you and um and hearing about your touring stories. Absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll uh. We'll see you on the road. Absolutely. See ya, dude. Catch ya. Ciao. And that's a wrap Sizzler's episode 51 in the bag. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Turing Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of During Podcast. If you are a first-time listener to the pod, and you you know, or maybe a second-time listener to the pod, you've you've just kind of caught the train from episode fifty, and now you're here with me on fifty-one, stopping all stations. I hope you come back each week and keep on listening. I have a new guest each week, and you are most welcome to join the art of touring family by becoming a regular listener. I'd love to have you on board, <laughs> on the train. Hello, I didn't even mean that. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can just email. Email me directly at podcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show, or if you're a touring musician, a performer, a wrestler, hit me up. Or if you know someone who is, and you think, oh, they'd be great on the Art of Touring, I should tell Dog to get in contact with this person, message me, and I'll send them a message. Um, Or you can message me uh, on Instagram at ArtofTuringPodcast podcast. You can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone. I say this each week, not sure how... Uh, important people realize uh, it is to give podcasts that they like a rating because then it boosts you know that algorithm on the iTunes um, listings and it would be amazing uh, for you to do that for me so yeah write a short review and stick around for another episode next week that'd be rad Uh, now let's get into some plugs the outro music, which you will hear in a moment for The Art of Touring, is a song called Start of Fire uh, by The Passouts, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole debut album by The Passouts on all digital platforms. And if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either CD or glorious coloured vinyl or regular coloured vinyl, go to thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com where you can get all your merch needs, including t-shirts, stickers, posters, and even skateboards. That's all from me this week. Before I go i do have a few shout outs shout out to chris wall as always who designed the amazing artwork for the show you can follow him on instagram at mr wall spelt w-a-h-l and big thanks to my guest this week jared medwin be sure to check out Cicada Stone, Echel del Tusca, and Delicoma Rio when they're in town, uh, and follow all of these great bands on their social channels: Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. You know where to find them. Go out there and get it done. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring. With us this is Dogo. Wow! Wow! And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Nigel Tufnell's World of Music, the only man that needs an amp that goes to 11. After of wanting his figures for ages, I've just happened across just like all... four of them. Yeah, <laughs> in about they all just popped week. up. They all just popped up for a good price. I was like, you know what? Jeez. I'm going to go those. Were they like, f- f- where did you find them? On eBay or? So most of those little Lucy ones are from a place called Go Figure in... Um, just, just near Studio 1B. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Coburg. Right. Is that Coburg? Yeah,
1: well, that's like Faulkner. I Faulkner, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and I went in there one day and after finding out that they have like a massive wrestling section, mm-hmm. all the new ones and old ones or whatever, and I, talk, I was talking to the guy and I was like, hey... um, do you have any wrestling figures like loose ones, like at the back, like just in a bin I can go through? He's like I actually do like a lot of them. I'm like, let me have a look. Gosh. So I, I would, I'd sat there like one day for a half an hour just sifting through all these figures, and I found like a handful of, you know, CM Punk ones, and you know, a bunch of other ones here um, in in this little cabinet here. So Jeez. yeah, the collection is growing. It's growing, yeah. Um, and as you can see, really not much room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need ex- you know. I need to start sorting it out, All mate. About expansion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an extension on this on little, this shed, I think. Little man cave. Mm-hmm.
0: It could be in order. Absolutely. So, yeah, I like to do a little banter like that, actually, before we get into the main pod. Obviously, just to check the levels, um, but also mm-hmm. if there's a little funny moment as well, I'll, I'll throw that at the end as a little Easter egg. Cool, cool. For people who um, fall asleep and then forget to turn off the podcast. Yeah, right. And then they're cool. woken up by... You yeah, a couple of Muppets talking about wrestling figures. Get their attention. That's
1: it. All right. Yeah, cool, man. You ready to get going? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone.
0: You are listening to the Art of Turing podcast. I'm your host, the Siz Dog. We are sitting in the Siz Dog studios here in Glorious Epping. And uh, tonight, I am joined by Jared Menwood, uh, drummer... For Eka Del Tusk. Oh, I fucked that up already. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's good. That's take one. Take one. Take one. I'm usually really good. And it wasn't even your band name I got wrong. It was your last name. I said Medwin uh, yeah, instead I of heard, Medwin. I was like, we'll just keep going.
1: It's fine. No, know. no. That's
0: bad. Oh, shit. See, this is the Easter egg this week. That's too oh, good.
1: Man. Whenever I've done like a radio call-out thing, you know, it yeah. takes me like 30 or 40 goes. Because I can't even... You forget how to talk. Like, yeah, yeah. What's my yeah. name? What's my first name? And what's my yeah. last name? <laughs> who, am I, what am I, who am I here with? What, where are we? What? I know. With yeah. the pressures on oh, sometimes, dude. you see that little red light. As soon you, as it's on. Yeah, yeah. Even recording as well, like same thing. Like I know. You can jam and nail the song 25 times and then, okay, we'll as go. As soon go, as that
0: red light pff, comes on. you can
1: lose your shit. <laughs> yeah. So what,
0: what's in front of me? Is it a drum kit or is it yeah, a, was, pots and pans? I don't know the
1: difference right this now. Is a pancake?
0: <laughs> I love it.